Ahoy, and welcome to this adjective level of We Missed the Boat. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Cruz. You couldn't, like, use an adjective? Uh-uh. Like, you couldn't have been, like, this lovely episode, like, some sort of... No, I couldn't think of one. I'm bad at the game we're talking about today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, um, I'm Michelle. Hey, what's this show about? <laughs> This is weird. It's kind of weird how we've been doing this show for almost two years now, and yet you can never remember what We Missed the Boat is about, Josh. You really need to figure that out. I'll get there one day. One of these days. Uh, Well, in case you are just like Josh and don't know what We Missed the Boat is about, uh, We Missed the Boat is a podcast about games that we or you or time forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We talk about games that we missed out on and we didn't play when they were cool, hip, or happening, or maybe they were never cool, hip, and happening, and we unearth them from the graves they're not dead i mean they're very much alive i guess graves isn't the right word listen i don't have a script for this part maybe i should we should should make a script (laughs) nah i like i like doing this ad lib style you never know what you're gonna get (laughs) Um, as forrest gump's mom once said (laughs) but uh anyways we take a look into the history of these games when that used to be cool or maybe weren't super cool some well because sometimes they're like hidden gems that they you know like savage skies savage skies wasn't ever really like popping off but we talked about it because i really loved it and it it was pretty neat yeah and you liked it so you know sometimes they're cool but we talk about how the game was made uh it how it reviewed some like deep facts and lore about the game if they if it exists if we can find it and then we talk about our experience playing the game and let you know if it's something that's worth revisiting and then we tell you what the next game is so that you can play it too and we come back together and we do it once a month and we also do bonus episodes sometimes and lately our bonus episodes are about yakuza but we'll get to that later this week we're talking about (laughs) Super Scribblenauts. I, I, I didn't want to stop you. You seemed like you were on a roll. I was on a roll. Uh, we're talking about Scribblenauts, the franchise. Hey, are you butter? <laughs> we just watched the last half of the last season of BoJack, in case you're wondering. Because that's what that's from. Nobody was. They might be. So, yeah, we this this week's episode's about scribblenauts but more specifically super scribblenauts because that is the game that we played however i don't anticipate there's a reason for us to play any of the other scribblenauts games for this podcast although we probably will in our free time uh so we're gonna use this opportunity to talk about the entire franchise which come to find out is pretty cool so uh we really want to take this opportunity to talk about what i came to find out was a pretty interesting franchise. Yeah. And what's your what was your experience with Scribblenauts before we so, did this? So, much like a few of the games that we have played before this, most of the games, I mean, kind of the reason for this mm-hmm. podcast existing, mm-hmm. I'd never heard of Scribblenauts. Well, okay, I'd heard the name before. Okay, okay. You know, like I I definitely had I've heard the name in, like, game releases because there is a Scribblenauts game, as some of you may be aware, for, like, Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. So when that came out, I heard the name because of, like, just on game release days when it came out, I I would hear the name. Mm -hmm. And I had heard people talk about it before. To be fair, I did get it confused with Snipper Clips, even though I know they're very different games. (laughs) It was just one of those, like... (laughs) ironically it was a word association i made where i was like oh they're kind of casual games and i do know that there is a co-op because there's a co-op scribble knots game and snipper clips is a co-op game like a competitive game Mm -hmm. so i thought that they were the same game well it's really weird because i got them confused with snipper knots shut up (laughs) (laughs) but anyways i had never played them before and i thought Prior to playing these games, I thought that my best friend had played this game before, but I texted him halfway through playing this game and was like, hey, this game is dope. And he said, what is Snip- or what is Scribblenauts? And I said, wait, did you 
never play Scribblenauts? I, are you not the person who told me about this game? And he was like, no, that was never me. So come to find out, I really had never heard of this game. <laughs> I we The only reason we played this game for the podcast, y'all, is because I went to a Goodwill and I said, can I look at the DS games? And I saw Super Scribblenauts and I said, $3? Okay. <laughs> Uh, thanks for asking, Michelle. My experience with Scribblenauts <laughs> was I played the iOS game, and I can't remember what the what the full title for that one was, but it, on my third generation iPod Touch. Remix. Yeah, that's the one. I played that one on iOS, uh, gosh, 2011, 2011 2012. Yeah. 2011 is when it released, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I played it in 2012, um, and I had fun. And they had, they had a good number of, like, words in there, and I didn't, like, I was surprised that most of the things I typed in, they had, like, an actual object for that yeah. would spawn into the game. So that... And had you heard of the series before playing that? Were you, like, was it something where you were, like, kind of just scrolling through the Play Store and you, or the, like, the App Store, the app store yeah. and you were just like, oh, I've seen that game before? I don't think or I had ever seen it before. You were I, just like, oh, I, cool, a puzzle game. I think it was word of mouth because oh, okay. most games like that went, because I believe it cost, like, $5 when, oh, when it was okay. on the App Store. I don't think it was a free game. Okay. Uh, and most games like that, I usually would wouldn't buy without a recommendation from somebody I knew for sure Um, especially that early like 2011 was still kind of early for people to pay full price for an app game for sure and that's like the only games I can think of that I paid for back then on on the app store were like Scribblenauts Remix and Super Hexagon oh it was like three dollars yeah we need to talk about Super Hexagon (laughs) one, one of these days but yeah it was real, real cool. That's cool. Real, really cool. Yeah, you've told me uh, when I started playing this, before we decided we were going to yeah. play it for the podcast, I just started playing it because we bought it at Goodwill. And I was like, hey, I'm having a lot of fun with this game. Maybe we should play it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you said, oh, yeah, I've played a Scribblenauts game on my phone. And yeah. I was like, oh, really? Was that fun? And like, <laughs> I just totally had no idea what the mechanic of the game was. I knew nothing about this series or how like, what like that it was so successful mm-hmm. or anything i thought in my mind that it was just some like cheesy cash grab game from wb games sure this whole time that it was just one of those things that they were like oh here's like some kids game that we can use to just like get some money and really that's that's the extent of my knowledge like it was what i thought i yeah. knew about this series and and to be fair not not that not that I want to give the impression that it is a it's a cash grab, but it is a good educational tool for it is a good educational tool for but kids and adults alike because it, it really helps with uh, word association and just kind of being able to think of um, different problem solving uh, skills for sure along the whole game. I think, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but actually it come to find out is just kind of a game for everyone and mm-hmm. that and that's the whole point and that's part of what I really enjoy about it so let's just kind of talk about it yeah. in case you you are like me and have no idea what what Scribblenauts is or more specifically what Super Scribblenauts is and how it relates mm-hmm. to the franchise as a whole so Super Scribblenauts um, was originally released in, on October 12th in, in 2010 for North America mm-hmm. on the Nintendo DS it's a puzzle game that is described as emergent and is a mainly single player experience. However, there was an online level sharing ability on DS. On DS. Oh, no so way. you could create your own levels and you could actually share them online using the online capabilities of the, the Nintendo DS. Super Scribble Knots Maker? Yeah, kind of. Aww. So that was like a really cool function that they had in there. Well, with. I mean, a grain of salt because the DS online functionality was pretty poor. Yeah, so it wasn't anything fantastic, yeah. but it existed. And I think yeah. it's worth noting because I that's think, really cool. I think that's a really cool yeah. thing to have in there. So, in case you uh, don't know, Scribblenauts is published by WB Games in North America, the EU, and Australia. However, it is published by Konami in Japan. Whoa. And it is localized in Japanese. Oh, that's pretty neat. Uh, by Konami as well. In 
I want to play Japan. a Japanese scribble knot. I know. Get, it, get my vocabulary. And there's like down. special things in there. Like, um, there's like Old Snake is in there, and like special Konami characters are Weird. in the Japanese oh, yeah, version. This, this would have been only a couple of years mm-hmm. after uh, Metal Gear Solid Four. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, it's, that's it's cool. kind of like cool like tidbits that happen when you get the Japanese mm-hmm. versions. There's a few different Konami characters that you can bring up using the dictionary in uh the japanese versions i like that so this is a game that is however developed by fist sale which is not a wb games property so originally i thought that this was totally all wb games through and through but no this is developed by fist sale and actually it wasn't even a series that was developed with a publisher in mind Mm -hmm. until the first uh scribble nuts game was basically done like they didn't have a publisher until shortly before launch that's indie game dev oh for sure (laughs) so just a little bit about fist cell because i think they're really interesting and worth talking about they were originally started in 2003 and they were developing mobile games for thq wireless jamdat mobile and ui evolution so they created a lot of mobile games like there was one that was called like siege and then there was one that was like they were like kind of war no <laughs> there were there was a couple different kinds and they were more early mobile games sure. that some people may be familiar with i personally am not none of the names rung any bells to me and i didn't think they would to you either because probably not you played mobile games even later than i did yeah so i didn't think they were necessarily worth bringing up since i didn't think you would recognize them <laughs> did they make cube runner because no. i played cube runner no <laughs> Um, in April of 2006, the Fistel team transitioned to DS games and casual game development. They decided that they didn't want to work on mobile games anymore and that they were looking for something that they could really kind of like stake their claim mm-hmm. into. And so in April of 2006, they created Drawn to Life, which if you're familiar with Fistel games, that's their other series. So Scribblenauts is their kind of baby that a mm-hmm. lot of people associate them with, but Drawn to Life is actually their original ip that brought them attention and and is that related at all to scribble knots like is maxwell um, in that game or i don't believe maxwell is in that game i could be wrong i didn't do a ton of research into that so i could be totally wrong there but um maxwell it like or or drawn to life Mm -hmm. is and scribble knots do have some similarities Mm -hmm. i believe um and drawn to life is like just as pop like it did have just as much popularity in some ways mm-hmm. and went on to have um a number of sequels as well just like scribble knots did and then in 2008 fist cell announced uh their an- another original ip which was scribble knots mm-hmm. and then they later announced that wb would be publishing it so they were basically done and they totally had created scribble knots with this idea of which we'll get into like the whole idea of what scribble knots was they created the mechanics they were all good to mm-hmm. go and then they realized that it was kind of hard to market because it was such a unique idea and were having trouble like figuring out how to pitch it to people and they found they pitched it to wb and they were like oh okay we we liked the idea of that <laughs> and so good on them <laughs> so they worked with wb and yeah. wb became the publisher for it and ran with it and then they were able to make a bunch of other games so it worked out they found a good publisher for it because they were able to fund it so so you said 2008 was the first 2008 was the first so what a weird sound that was a weird sound (laughs) i (laughs) so sorry the scribble nuts franchise doesn't really have a plot uh in any of the games there's not like an underlying story or anything but each game is compromised of different worlds that have their own levels of scr- side-scrolling puzzles, um, and the, it involves y- creating objects using words. So it's a pretty straightforward mechanic, and it consists throughout the series and is present in the installment that we're talking about today, which is Super Scribble Knots. And in Super Scribble Knots specifically, there are 121 overall levels mm-hmm. plus nine secret levels, mm-hmm. and approximately 1,000 new words were added. And countless words were refined for this specific edition. 
And Super Scribblenauts is the direct sequel to Scribblenauts, which was the first, which came out in 2008. Neat. So we played the direct sequel. Yeah. We played Scribblenauts the the second. Yes. Scribblenauts Jr. Talking about development for Scribblenauts as a franchise and kind of Super Scribblenauts a little bit, even though there's not much to talk about for Super Scribblenauts specifically because it's kind of like just a sequel. Yeah. the idea for Scribblenauts came to the creative director of Fistel in 2007. Jeremiah, and I'm going to totally butcher his last name. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but Jeremiah Slack... Slackza? I believe maybe the pronunciation. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to go with that. We're sorry. We apologize if we have butchered this. Sumimasen. <laughs> Uh, said that they wanted a DS game that could compare to the quality of Nintendogs or Brain Age since those two games appeared to a wider demographic Mm -hmm. than the previous Fist Cell games that existed. The idea of Scribblenauts was a combination of Mad Libs and a dream that Jeremiah had. The dream was, quote, being inside an Aztec temple and having to solve puzzles. One in particular involved three paintings with the objective being straightening them and then moving on to the next room through a a portal. End quote. Hmm. He thought these concepts would be either too tedious or too, or lack deploy, uh, lack replayability on their own but combined he could create a good game if he took those two ideas of mechanics Mm -hmm. and put them together to kind of like make a hybrid of the two ideas so he was concerned that it would be too technically difficult though to create a combination of like word puzzle mad libs with like the puzzle solving of like getting out of rooms and stuff but he thought that it could be an opportunity to promote emergent puzzle gameplay and so he did was able to find uh, engineers that could work on it yeah. and found some great technical engineers that could create exactly what he had in mind. Yeah. And that's how he cre- had the team for Fist Cell. And that's... That's really cool. That's, yeah, because it feels great. It feels amazing. Yeah. The first game, um, from what I understand, didn't feel as great. Okay, yeah. Uh, there were definitely improvements. So in, in Super Scribblenauts, they uh, revealed better physics and controls after receiving complaints in the previous game's mm-hmm. controls. Uh, the biggest difference w- between the two games is that Super Scribblenauts introduces adjectives, mm-hmm. which were intended for Remember, the original. Remember, like I said at the, at the beginning of the thing? <laughs> but due to a shorter <laughs> development window in the first game, mm-hmm. they weren't able to add adjectives. So in case you're not aware, basically the way the game works is you get put in puzzle situations where you have to think of words and write down words to create objects from those words. However, the further you get in the game, you get into like harder puzzles where you have to come up with words that introduce the use of adjectives. So instead of making a shirt, you make a green shirt. Mm-hmm. Or instead of making a um, a rose, you make a beautiful rose. Yeah. And you have to find different ways of messing with the adjectives to make different types of objects. Yeah. And it really can get kind of complicated yeah and it can it can make it pretty difficult and it really adds i'm sure to the back end dictionary of everything oh for sure and i'm sure the possibilities become yeah, endless in, at in some the, point in the later in like the the ninth or tenth world there's 10 overall main worlds yeah. and in the ninth or tenth world there's a three by three square and there there's three open squares and you have to match like you have to fill those squares in with stuff that's all around it, mm-hmm. and it it does get really complicated. It gets, yeah, um, and it goes pretty in depth with a yeah. lot of the things that you have to make. So there certainly are like just as hard as it is to play. I can't imagine how hard how hard it is to build that when you have to think of all the different possibilities that someone might come up with. Because yeah. like even just playing it, I'm sure we only scratched the surface of possibilities that there are. You know, like yeah. I really tried to mess with it, but like. I'm sure that I didn't think yeah. of half the things that you could think of, you know? So, yeah, it it's definitely a hard game to build. And mm-hmm. I think even though we only played the direct sequel, there were massive improvements that I'm sure we got to see in that. And it's kind of argued, I, 
I think that we may have played the best version that we could have played because we played a version that was the direct improvements off of the first one without getting into any of the weeds of what became future ones with like um, going into like any extra mechanics or too many words or too many extra things. It was kind of this sweet spot. And it ends up being that Super Scribble Knots is one of the most loved of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And looking at receptions and reviews for Super Scribble Knots, I mean, it really is a loved game. Mm-hmm. Like it, it got so much love. I was kind of surprised because <laughs> I, I mean, it's one of those games that, like I said, prior to playing it, I didn't expect it to have so much love, I mm-hmm. guess, just because I never saw it as. A, a franchise that got a ton of love mm-hmm. maybe just because i didn't hear about it so much but overall people really liked it because it made so many improvements on the original that were requested so it was like people were asking for something and they got exactly what they were asking for you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. so people were just really happy with that um and they really liked the adjectives that was like a really i can't imagine not having the adjectives yeah i mean like, it, it, it opened <laughs> up so many doors to being able to solve some of the later puzzles exactly even when it wasn't an adjective level mm-hmm. you could use adjectives to um, make an object that mm-hmm. helped you beat your 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 level easier exactly um, yeah i can't even imagine. i can't imagine and um i couldn't find any exact sales numbers on this particular uh installment oh, i should have asked uh matt piscatello i know <laughs> uh i looked and looked but the only i could only find one article it's linked in the show notes i could only find one article about sales numbers from this time mm-hmm. and it was a sales number for both scribble knots and super scribble knots oh, sure. so the combined sales numbers as of february in 2011 were 2.5 million copies for the first two for the combined. first two combined which is a lot of copies yeah. for only three years for sure, and I, I, I would, I would imagine, and this is just U.S. Yeah. Uh, this was total combined sales. Okay, I believe. Because usually, just as far as like NPDs go, this was this was they reported these. Numbers. Oh, oh, okay, they reported okay, okay. these numbers. I would, I would have, like you'd have to think that the second one outsold outsold the first. You would one, have right? to because of the improvements. Yeah. And now people know the name and stuff. Yeah, like you would, it got you would such have such better to. reviews than the yeah. first one, right? So. I'd have to guess anyway. that it outsold. But yeah, we can only infer. Let so. us know, WB. <laughs> to date, Get at us. To date, Scribblenauts has an 81 average on Metacritic of 53 recorded reviews. That's not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, and I we did pull an excerpt from a review like we like to do. Uh, in this case, we pulled from IGN's uh damon hatfield who gave it a nine out of ten hey and said quote super scribble knots fixes what didn't work in the first game finally giving us the experience we were so excited about at e3 2009 the controls work now the dictionary is as impressive as ever and the ability to tack adjectives onto your objects increases your creative possibilities tenfold it can be a little on the easy side, but this is more about the joy of experimenting than taxing your brain. Super Scribble Knots is as fun and imaginative as you are. End quote. Listen, I'm real smart, so this game was super easy, but it was real cute. That's <laughs> <laughs> what that was. That's what that was. Um, and real quick before we we decide if we agree with that review or not, For sure. I just have a little oh, tiny bit oop. at the end talk about the the legacy since this is a franchise oh yeah yeah uh this obviously isn't where it stopped the there are five more installments as of recording this episode uh if you count like a kind of dlc that came out but it's kind of actually another installment that came out with extra content i don't know arguably it's an extra game um hit me with those names oh do you want the names Uh, yeah there is Scribblenauts Remix, which is the uh-huh. mobile game from 2011. Uh-huh. Scribblenauts Unlimited, uh-huh. which is the fourth title that came out on Wii U, PC, and Nintendo 3DS oh, in 2011. Yeah. There's Scribblenauts Unmasked, a DC Comics adventure, which is the fifth game. And it came out um, in 2013. 
for Wii U, PC, and 3DS, but it also came out on PS4 and Nintendo Switch and Xbox One as a port in 2018. Whoa. That's, yeah, that's the one that's in a combo with Unlimited. You can buy that as a combo right now to this day. There's also Scribblenauts Fighting Words, which is the sixth game in the series. Um, And it was developed for iOS in 2014. Oh, wait, no, but it was canceled. Oh. That one was canceled. So there's actually only four games. Because then there's Scribblenauts Showdown that came out in 2018. And that's a competitive game. And it's on Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. I might have to get uh, Scribblenauts Unlimited if I can find it. We can get it on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> you can get it in a combo for $40 as of recording this episode with the unmasked one. And it's two games in one. We, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking to. Um, I gotta get that game. That's what I was talking to. Name drop my friend Zach about. He owes you a Coke. Yeah. All right. Moving Anyways. on. Oh, uh, do we agree with so, that review? When did I oh, you got more. You got more. Um, it's had a relative success throughout, other than a few bumps in the road. There, There's really only one. There was a layoff with some studio layoff issues that mm-hmm. happened. Uh, that's always sad times. Yeah. Worth mentioning. It, it, You never want to have to hear about that. And yeah. You never want to see it. And, you know, of course, our... Our hearts and our thoughts always go out to, no matter when it happens. An unironic, you hate to see it. Or, yeah. Like, you know, I always ha- think of the people who, unfortunately, as a side effect of things that are out of their control in the industry, yeah. have to make sacrifices and lose their their livelihood for creating amazing things for us. Yeah to talk about um so i always of course want to acknowledge when that happens so that has unfortunately happened as a result of this franchise at some point so it's worth noting um and then of course i aside from that the really the only other big bump in the road that's happened is on a lighter note there was a lawsuit (laughs) in 2013 Oh, and who and who was that lawsuit with? Uh, Neon Cat. Ah, yes. <laughs> when Neon Cat was going on a lawsuit spree for <laughs> a lot of people who didn't realize uh, the whole joys of internet copyright. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so that that was going on. But other than those two things, really, it's been pretty smooth, easygoing. So it seems like Scribblenauts is kind of here to stay. As far as I've heard... I kind of looked around. I didn't see any indicators that it's stopping anytime soon. Unless there's some glaring thing I didn't see. In which case, maybe Scribblenauts is over forever. But. R.I.P. Maxwell. But Maxwell is great little character. And it seems like, you know, Scribblenauts is here to stay. Normally, this would be the part where we would talk about maybe if there were spoilers and stuff. There's no story. There's no spoilers this episode. So not just a fun little puzzle game. So just a fun puzzle game. So we're just going to spend the rest of this episode talking about our thoughts over the mechanics. uh, If we agree with the reviews and stuff, just wanted to pop in really quick just to let you know that there are no spoilers for this game. So you have nothing to worry about (laughs) in case you were worried. Well, (laughs) I forgot about this until just now. There's a level in the last world. Where you're training to become a cop. <laughs> and it's like, give Maxwell something that sa- that shows he's a cop. And I just wrote gun. <laughs> and it's like, you did it. <laughs> Move on to the next part. Uh, okay, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler for that level. Uh, you can just give him a gun. But... So, yeah, so what do you want to talk about first here? Um, I like all the words. <laughs> no, um, something that I really liked was I had a thought at one point during the game to do like a mythical creature mm-hmm. um, or like a, a more more so like a D&D creature. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, there's no way they'll have that in the game. And mm-hmm. then later on, 
uh, you have to like give a knight weapons to defeat mm-hmm. um, you know monsters, and one of the monsters was a D and D monster. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, I could have done that. So um, that was really neat. I it's it will it would be interesting to go back. I don't know if I will, but just to go back in and see what words register and which don't. Yeah. Um, just see how creative I can get and how how much uh, they can they can keep up with me and how how much I can press the boundaries. I would like to actually see a word list if they if there's a word list published I, somewhere. I, you know, I would imagine that there. It's got to be in the code, right? I've got to imagine that there is, but at the same time, I'm like that would be such a long list. Oh, for sure. You know, it's got to be a long list yeah. if they added a thousand words just for. This edition, yeah, for this edition how yeah. many already exist yeah. you know and that's not including adjectives and stuff yeah. like and they were fine words i really only i think i i ran into a couple of issues so okay i want to get these out of the way really quick i had really only two real gripes with this game mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is a gripe and it's not a scribble knots related gripe. I don't think, I think it's a problem I have with word puzzles. Okay. Um, cause I've had this, I, okay. It's something about me. <laughs> <laughs> a, l- a little about me. I really like puzzle games mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I really like word puzzles. Mm-hmm. Baba I, is you. Oh yeah. Baba is you is like one of my favorite games (laughs) i wish we like did video for this podcast so everyone could have seen my face just now because like (laughs) i'm sure it came through in my voice (laughs) but yeah for perfect example baba is used like one of my favorite games um and i i really like word games i like i think they're amazing but i when done right and i think scribble knots does it right Mm -hmm. i really do Mm -hmm. but I think that one of the problems I ran into is I was a little too ahead of the game sometimes. Sure. I can see that. And that's just a problem with word puzzle games Mm -hmm. is you have to learn how to play the game, which sounds stupid. I know because it's like, oh, you have to learn how to play the game. Duh. But like you have to learn what rules the game Mm -hmm. is playing by. Mm -hmm. And it was just a learning curve that I kept thinking I understood. And then I was like, oh, no, I don't. Because I would do something and be like, why isn't this working? And then I'd have to rephrase it like five or six times and be like, okay, I guess that doesn't work. And then I'd put in like a word that I was like, clearly this won't work because this is stupid. Why would this work? And then I'd put it and then it would work. And I'd be annoyed because there was no logical sense to me why that phrase would work. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where it was like, okay, I get it. It's supposed to be a little bit easy because it is a, for a wider mm-hmm. audience. So, like, kids should be able to play it. But also adults should be able to play it. Because some of those are hard. Some of those puzzles are pretty dang hard, okay? But some of them were hard because I felt like I had to not think while I was doing it. Yeah. I was, like, overthinking it. Yeah, absolutely. And and some of them were hard because I wasn't thinking enough. And so it was just, like, this weird trying to figure out that balance. Well, there's your problem. You got to be thinking just hard enough. <laughs> smart is good. Over smart, smart is, is not good. good. <laughs> Thank you, Kit Boga. <laughs> um, did you get to the level where you have to steal a key from a sleeping dragon? And dodge a bunch of uh, like lamps and boxes. And no, because I know you you didn't complete the game, but you played. I didn't you played complete a lot the, game. Of the game. I played almost all of the yeah. game, and that the reason I didn't complete the game yeah. is because I got annoyed with having to <laughs> balance myself. Okay, this was you want to know the kicker level for me, and if you've played the game, you'll understand. And I didn't stop playing during this level. Mm-hmm. However. It soured your experience. It soured my experience to the point where I was like, I'll get to the end of this world and then I'm probably done. It was the level where you're building the grocery store. Uh Uh-huh. I, okay, so, and if you haven't played- You couldn't think of enough groceries? (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't think of food, you guys. I just, what are foods? (laughs) So, 
Okay. In the grocery store. Yeah. If you've done, okay, if you haven't done the level, this my explanation. I'm gonna try to explain it as best I can. You're in a level, and it's a little room, mm-hmm. and there's about okay, uh, like probably let's for the sake of argument, let's say there's ten boxes. Yeah. And they're brown boxes, and in these, and if you in the game, if there's a box, you can interact with uh-huh. boxes. And the game tells you that this person has a grocery store and they need to fill the shelves of their grocery store. So you need to come up with grocery items to give them uh-huh. to put in their grocery store. So were you filling the so boxes? So I was filling the boxes with instead groceries. Instead of putting them on top? Instead of putting them yeah. on top. And I filled every single box in that grocery <laughs> store with a different item. <laughs> And I wasn't completing it. Couldn't think of enough groceries. <laughs> and I had a moment. I was like, am I this stupid that I can't think of enough groceries? I was like, how do they expect kids to do this? <laughs> and and in the in Scribblenauts, there's a system where you can pay like the in-game like currency. Yeah, and, and every hits. time you every time you type a new word into you get your more into your dictionary you stuff. get more of your, those little points so i've spent all i bought all the hints mm-hmm. on that level mm-hmm. and it, all the hints were were telling you different what groceries what were. Grocery, it was like no literally you want to know what the hints were it was the first hint was like most grocery stores stores have a meat produce and dairy section yeah and then the second one was like most grocery stores have other items like eggs cheese and like yeah. something else and then the last one was like uh food make, it, was, <laughs> it was like make sure your grocery store has specialty sections like junk foods grains mm-hmm. and cereals and i was like oh my god i can't yeah. do this and then i and then i started taking the items out of, i was like i had to start over so i started taking the items out of the boxes and then once i started taking them out of the boxes it was like suddenly marking them yeah. that i and i was like going on and then all of a sudden i had it and it was just one of those where i was like what yeah and it was or like the the other level that really upset like not upset me but (laughs) just got me going (laughs) that's the wrong phrase Was the one where there's, it's like a Black Friday sale or something, and you have to bribe the people in line. Oh, dude. Okay. That one really got me going. (laughs) I didn't understand what I was supposed to bribe them with. So the first one, fun fact, will accept anything. Yeah. You want to know? You want to know what I did? Wait, I'm going to explain for the people at home. Oh, okay. 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 It's a line of people that are like probably five or six people. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's are, five people that are standing in front of an item, and it's supposed to be like a Black Friday sale kind of thing. And you're and there's only one item left. Yeah. And you're supposed to bribe each person with a different item, yeah. like make an item, hold it, and then give it to the person, yep. and to bribe them to leave the line. Yeah. Like that's the whole purpose of this. But the thing is, the first person in that's all the game tells you is to give them something that they want. And when you use the hints, mm-hmm. that's all it tells you. It says, give them what they want. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what they want. They want the item that they're standing in line for. And so I was sitting there and the first guy basically will take anything you give him. Yeah. And the second person will not. Yeah. And they're, and they're all based on, <laughs> on like who they are, what yeah, kind of people they are. Yeah. So, so like, there's like, like an artist, yeah. there's like a, there's a police musician. man, I think, or like a military man. Yeah. There's a musician and a gamer. Yeah. So you have to give them like all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I had to, but the first guy, he literally, I gave him cash because it said yeah. bribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I gave him cash. I, I think that's exactly what And I then did, I yeah. went up to the second person. I was like, sweet, I'll just give everyone cash. Yeah. And so, it and he wouldn't work. take cash. So what I did I was like, maybe you can't hand it to them. So I threw it at him. And it hurt him. <laughs> and it and hurt he got him. mad at you and you had to restart the level. <laughs> and he got mad and it was like, someone got hurt. And yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I can't do that. So what I did is I was like, maybe I can't hand it to him. Maybe it's a bribe. I was like, maybe I have to be sly about it. You got to so dead I, drop it for so him. I 
set it on the ground and I walked Maxwell in front of him and yeah. they were like, you cut in line. Yeah. And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to bribe the guy at the front of the line. Can't so do that. I walked to the front of the line to bribe him. My first attempt, <laughs> uh, I, I created a jetpack and tried to fly <laughs> over everyone. Couldn't do that. That's that's cutting. Uh, you can't you can't cut no even even with a jetpack. Uh, my second attempt, um, I created a tranquilizer gun. <laughs> you can't hurt anyone. D- tranquilizer guns, by the rules of scribble knots, don't do hurt. not hurt. So I put everyone oh, yeah, to sleep. Oh yeah, you put a lion to sleep yeah. by using a tranquilizer gun. Um, I would say the jetpack and the tranquilizer gun were my most used items during this whole playthrough. <laughs> They work for a variety of things. <laughs> That's so good. That's one of the best. Okay. If you have a partner or like another person that you like to, like you play games with them or you like to watch them play games and vice versa, Scribble Knots, get it. Because yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty so wild. fun to play and like have played it and then watch your partner or whoever, like another person play it and see what they do for the same puzzles because it's nice because they can help you. Yeah. But like Josh would get to a level and, and be like, oh, what am I supposed to do here? And I'd be like, oh, well, you have to like think about it. You have to do this thing. And he'd be like, okay. For example, there's one where there's a lion and it won't go to sleep because it's daytime and the game wants you to make it nighttime. The like the game wants you to literally make it. I a made moon. it nighttime <laughs> for the lion. <laughs> you to make it nighttime by creating a moon and putting a moon in the sky and that's how i did it I didn't do that. and i was and josh was like i was like josh it has to go to sleep because he like couldn't figure out how to make it go to sleep and he's like oh okay so josh <laughs> makes a tranquilizer gun and i was like well how are you gonna get to it and he was like oh and so he makes a jetpack and he puts maxwell in the jetpack flies in the air shoots the lion with a tranquilizer gun and the lion went to sleep and the game was like okay you did it (laughs) just like we planned it yeah very good but oh uh something about the jetpack that i wanted to mention on that dragon level where you have to so Oh, the key. Yeah, so the dragon is sleeping, and there are lantern, like there are big chandeliers and boxes everywhere that you can't mm-hmm. knock over. Mm-hmm. If you touch them, they will fall and wake the dragon up, and you'll lose. So what you have to do is create something that will help you fly and dodge everything, and then also get past the dragon without waking it up. And something that I found out, apparently, is that uh, the jetpack makes noise in the game it doesn't really make noise like when you're doing it but i got close to the dragon and it woke him up so i had to make a pair of wings and fly and those didn't you probably could have took flying potion too probably could have i every time i tried to make a potion in the game it didn't work the way i wanted it to yeah potions were weird i tried messing around with them a lot and i never could get them right so i just gave up but there, there were so there were things like that. Like I can't say that this is like a perfect game, you know. No, but there, there I are really, holes in I it. really like this overall. Like my my main gripe is just the idea that sometimes with like with all puzzle games, yeah. there are just times where no matter how well you develop a puzzle game, you can't develop for every scenario yeah. and every possibility. There's always going to be specific ways you need to input things to get outcomes and so that's okay it happens i get it and luckily as someone who really likes puzzle games i've come into that enough that i've learned how to play that part of the game and it was just one of those things that i was like oh that sucks you know but yeah and like i had a good enough time with this game that i finished the game and did some of the i didn't do all of the Oh, um, I tried some of the secret levels. Yeah. I did not like those. Those I was like, no, no, thank you. But the rest of the they were stuff, really cool. <laughs> I watched you do um some of them, but yeah. th- and those were they were cool to watch. But I was like, I don't really want it. Yeah. I what I my favorite levels. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second. My favorite types of levels. I think I've told we talked about this off mic. Uh-huh the adjective levels yeah, sure. where it was the boxes mm-hmm. so one the one of the ways that this game utilized adjectives and introduced the mechanic of adjectives is there would be say like one blank box empty box mm-hmm. and it would be surrounded by two to sometimes like 10 full mm-hmm. boxes with different types of objects or creatures mm-hmm. or colors in it and you would and it 
the empty box would be in the middle and you would have to find a way to create using adjectives an object or animal mm -hmm. that encompassed all of the qualities of the other things yeah. that were surrounding it. Yeah. And it was such a cool opportunity to be like, how can I make something that's like these things, but different? And that was, for me, the most fun thing to see you do different mm -hmm. than me. I thought it was so cool to be like, what what would you think of, you know, right. that I didn't think right. of? And like, you like, there was one where we had to think of, it was um, something with a shell, right? Oh, yeah. And you thought, your first thought was a mollusk. Right, but but uh, there was already a snail there, and snails are mollusks. But it let you do it. Did it? Yeah. I don't remember. And I, my first thought was a hermit crab. Right. And like two very different things. <laughs> and I just, it was just one of those things that like I really, yeah, I liked. For sure. I liked watching yeah. you do, and and just one of those. I loved those levels. I thought those were so fun. Yeah. Like really easy, quick word associations. Yeah, that and there, and there I were the enjoyed. ones I really liked the adjective levels that were like uh, this square plus this yeah. this blank square, and equals... you had to figure out what the yeah. added thing yeah. was or minus yeah. thing. Like there was there was one I thought was so cute. <laughs> It was like a ghost minus a sheet yeah. equals like a clear ghost yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah, that was very it, good. Th those ones were cute. Yeah. But um, overall, I mean, I really think one, one of the things I really like, if you are like a creative person at all mm -hmm. and you've never played a Scribblenauts game, get a Scribblenauts game. Because for me, as somebody who's like, I'm a writer... And it was so nice to use as like little pick-me-ups during the day between mm -hmm. like writing because it's a nice little like brain yeah. exercise oh, yeah, that definitely. stimulates your creativity and really like gets you kind of like in a good mindset mm -hmm. and everything. And I, I seriously recommend it. Like I, and I, ha it's fun. It, you just have fun doing it. Mm -hmm. Like I can't really, if I had to just sum up this game, like I just had fun. <laughs> and, yeah, like, for sure. To, enough to the point where I, I like turned to you and was like, Hey, I want to talk about this on the podcast yeah. because I like this game so much. And I so didn't expect to like mm -hmm. this game. I just wanted to like, check it out. Cause I got it at yeah. Goodwill. Like I, it was just like, Oh, Hey, let me play this for fun one day. And then it was like, all of a sudden five hours later. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. I, I would stay up in bed playing it on my 3ds yeah. until like my elbow hurt. Yeah. And I couldn't stand it yeah. at like one in the morning. So like, yeah, I was having a good time. Yeah, it's a really fun game. And I really want to get the one on Switch now because I'm enjoying yeah. this so much. And I'm sure we'll play it in our free time, like the the more updated versions For of sure. it. And I seriously like can't say enough how much I like it. I would say with 100% without a doubt that I missed the boat on this game and this, yeah. this franchise yeah. as a whole. Like... 100 yeah, i for sure did <laughs> what what would you say if you had to rate it out of 10 would you agree with ign's final score of a 9 out of 10 or would you give it a different score um i would probably be somewhere down in the 8.5 range okay if if i had to actually formulate my it. thoughts yeah but i mean grain of salt i'm well, not a yeah. game reviewer yeah but, <laughs> like if i if i had to i from from my experience with mm. the game yeah, that sounds that sounds right to me. I'd probably agree with a nine yeah. out of ten, personally, just from my experience with the game. And yeah. my only gripe is really just a a personal one yeah. that I have with puzzle games, and that's just like a vendetta against <laughs> puzzle games that I have. <laughs> also, um, quick shout out Matt Piscatella, yes. uh, former director of, I, I believe, ooh, what was his title? I think it was uh, director of marketing and advertising. 4WB Games, uh, currently with the NPD group doing research on physical video game sales in the United States. Mm -hmm. uh, very interesting. Follow him at Matt Piscatella on Twitter. Um, he has lots of good info about the best-selling games uh, for each month and for each quarter and for each year. It's mm -hmm. very interesting. Yes, um, very interesting. It gives me my, uh, my numbers and data fix every month. <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> Well, um, is there any other thoughts that you have specifically about Scribblenauts? Um, 
I think Maxwell is pretty neat. I think he's I think just a cool, a cool, little, cool little avatar. For um, sure. I don't see any downside. I th- yeah, I think Maxwell's cool. I, yeah. No, nothing special, but nothing, I don't know. Yeah, nothing crazy out there, but like. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty all right. Yeah. <laughs> a good, I think a good mascot for the series, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely scratched an itch that, oh, that, that I, I hadn't. D- uh, that I didn't know I had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that I hadn't really felt since I played the last mm-hmm. Scribblenauts game mm-hmm. I played. Um, I get the hype of Scribblenauts. Yeah. Like, for people who really like this series, like, I totally get it. Yeah. Now, when if there's an, another one announced, mm-hmm. I will 100% mm-hmm. be more interested and on board, you yeah. know, like, and keep an eye. And like I said, I'm going to get the one on Switch now. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost certain because I want to play more Scribblenauts and I want to see what it's like now and, and what it's turned into. Um, yeah, if you like words at all. If you like puzzle games, like word puzzle games, then this is for you. Yeah. Just that's it. That if if you like those, great. If you don't like those, then don't play this game because that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're coming in thinking about numbers, Mm-mm. you're not gonna have a good you're time. You're not gonna have a good time. <laughs> well, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Michelle tries to get an eyelash out of her eye. The long beloved segment, all of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Tell us we need more of those eyelashes out of her eye. No. Uh, no, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. What's it called, Josh? Now boarding. Okay, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. This is now. Oh, I hit something. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for everyone's favorite segment. This is now. What if I just did that? What if hey, that. Uh, what if that was my podcast voice? I was like, look, everyone. My name is Michelle. I feel like if we ever did a live episode, you would get like all into your head and and talk like that. Except I have a background in performing live, Me too. so I wouldn't be like that at all. But maybe you would. I emceed events. Me too. Yeah, so I wouldn't be like that. Oh my god, let's do a live episode. Maybe we should. Raise your hand if you would show up to our live episode. No one cool. All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, now boarding is the segment where we talk about something that's cool, hip, and happening right now. And it sounded like a ghost opened a door. Our and... house has been doing that all day because it's been windy all day. Because it's haunted. House is not haunted, but... <laughs> anyway, yes, current games, hip and happening. Current games, hip and happening, cool right now. Something we think you shouldn't miss out on right now. And I'm still trying to get an eyelash out of my eye. Josh, we take can't, it away. We can't overlap segments like this, Michelle. <laughs> Um, my game, and I, I may have talked about this before. I and think you did, but I could I could be totally yeah, wrong. Yeah, and uh, I know I've definitely talked about the base game multiple times. Oh, for sure. Um, I have been playing uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it is... Uh, wow, yeah, I've played it a lot. Uh, it's real good. Uh, they added like... 15 new monsters plus variant monsters mm-hmm. i don't i don't think it was 15 new monsters i don't think so but it's, yeah it's like nine or ten though but there well and there's so been many. updates since too for like yeah stuff so yeah. new events technically there's more monsters even than the last time you would have talked about it so. for sure yeah they've added uh they've added three since uh since iceborne came out in, yeah. in updates so yeah, they they really yeah. show good support for that game. So I, yeah. I'm all for shouting out Monster Hunter World as much as we want to because I really think that while I I love Monster Hunter and Monster mm-hmm. Hunter World, and my only gripe with it is be, that it's hard for me to play visually speaking. Sure. Um, but seeing like it's such a good game, and, yeah. Like to see you play it and like the amount of love they put into that game yeah uh, i'm having a good time i yeah. really i really i hey if you if you guys didn't know i really like monster hunter <laughs> yeah i've how many you just passed 400 hours or 500? Uh, I, i'm at about 540 hours right now that's what it was you passed and, 500 hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> like three days ago <laughs> and i'm at 540 hours yeah. now so um yeah, i think total in the series i've probably put in about 2,000 hours yeah sounds about right yeah there's a lot um 
And then also a little little tidbit. Oh yeah. Um, we've been playing the Overcooked Two Spring Festival update. Yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it was the Spring Festival update. Overcooked. Uh, talk about supporting a game. Overcooked yeah. does um a lot of DLC add-ons over the for both they did it for Overcooked and they did it for Overcooked Two, mm-hmm. where they add like new recipes and levels. Um, typically it's a paid thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do it like a season pass for like twenty dollars, thirty dollars, or something like I think that. It was twenty. I don't know. We buy uh, the individual DLC as they come out. One, because we're stupid and didn't buy the season pass. Yeah. And two, because we do really like to support them. So we <laughs> like Gave to buy them, them an extra 10% or 20%. Yeah, just because we, we really like them and we like to pay full price for their stuff. But um, yeah, it's just like a little five, you know, all the seasonal like, update things. Are yeah, like it's a, all the update things like yeah. the camping one and the. Um, the The halloween one they they do a bunch of them so anyways they just did the spring one Mm -hmm. yeah for chinese new year for lunar new year yeah and it's it's new recipes there's a like a fruit platter and then there's a hot pot Mm -hmm. and there's new costumes you can Mm -hmm. be a rat because it's you're the rat but and and they but yeah for the seasonal updates yeah it's free yeah this one's it's free free and it's only like a little five level thing Mm -hmm. it's not it's not a big paid one where they do like three or four worlds um it's just a, a quick little it's just quick we did it in one night except for the last yeah, level we're saving it yeah we haven't done the last level yet but we did the first four levels just in like 45 minutes mm-hmm. and uh it was a fun little hop back into overcooked yeah we always love to do that and if you have overcooked too it's a totally free update so i highly recommend just hop in there and update your game and play it it's, it's they're not too hard these recipes mm-hmm. they're a little bit tricky but nothing like if you've played Overcooked 2 at all, they're yeah. not nothing compared to what it turns into yeah. in Overcooked 2. Especially so, in the, the later DLCs. Yes, the later de- DLCs are really hard. So, um, yeah, this is nothing. It's just a nice, fun thing to get into to celebrate Lunar New Year. Yeah. So, if uh, that's your thing, then go right ahead and do it. And it should be because you get to make some really cute little foods. And there's a luck dragon in there. <laughs> So and he gets in your way. And he, he gets sucks. in your way and he really makes you mad. But then you're like, "Thanks, Luck Dragon." <laughs> I, I really misunderstood you at first. In another world, we could have been friends. What about you? Uh, my game. Full disclosure: this game was provided to me for free. Oh yeah. Uh, full STC. Don't get on my back, STC. <laughs> But uh, I, some as some of you may know, I write reviews for Gamer Escape, and uh, full disclosure, this code was provided to me from the publisher. Who's the publisher on this? <laughs> Actually, it was from, provided from the PR agency. But oh, yeah, um, sure. um, the but anyways, it is the Jim Henson's Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the full title on this? It's like the Dark Crystal Resistance. Hold up, I'm looking it up. I have I have it in my notes somewhere. Is it Age of Resistance. Age yeah, of yeah, Resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark it. Crystal. Okay, so the full title is the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Try. Uh, 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 what's the word? What? What's the strategy? word? Strategy. Not strategy. Dark, the, it's just What's, called the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. No, it's called Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. It starts with a T. Tactical. Tactics. Oh, oh, yeah, it's yes. a tactics game. Yeah, but yeah. it's called Tactics at is the it? end. Yes, it is because I'm writing the review right now. Hey, you can uh, read my review, which will be live as of when this episode goes live. It's been it's been out for a week. Narrated by Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Pretty neat. Um. Anyways, you can put that away now. I have been in charge of reviewing this game, but so the code has been provided to me, uh, full disclosure. However, I've been playing it for the purpose of reviewing it, and I'm really enjoying this game, and I think it's really cool. I loved The Dark Crystal as a kid. I was really stoked when they came out with the Netflix series for it, 
And if you didn't want to watch the Netflix series for it, that's not really your thing, but you want to experience the Dark Crystal and that kind of like cool fantasy lore in a different way and you're all about tactics games or different kind of fantasy strategy games and like that's your kind of deal, then I highly recommend Dark Crystal, uh, the this tactics game. It's a really fun time. It's on Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. It's also on PC. It's also on Xbox One and PlayStation 4, I believe. Um, as I, it's on all platforms. It's like, seriously, you can play it anywhere, but I'm playing it on switch and I really like it on switch. It's nice. Cause I can play it on my TV and it looks good on my TV and it functions well, but I can also play it handheld, which is nice with a tactics game because, uh, sometimes battles get long and mm. <laughs> you need to be able to like take it somewhere else. Live your life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a really in-depth like job system. Mm. Um, there's a lot of equipment there's like a really in-depth, a lot of stuff that goes on. And um, there's tons of stuff. There's a new game plus on there. You can like do a ton of stuff. If you did already play or I did already watch the Netflix series and you're like, oh, I already know the story, but you really like were into it and you liked the characters, you actually get to see a bunch of like side story stuff that you never got to see in the Netflix series. So it's kind of cool to like build more on the characters. The characters are cool. The creatures are really interesting. Like I'm seriously having a fun time hey, with this Hey, don't give game. it all away for free. <laughs> I'm having a Right in the review. <laughs> Well, I didn't, it's not a perfect game, yeah. you know, the, and, and if you read my review, thank you very much. Uh, but you'll know that I don't think it's a perfect game by any means. However, I think it's a good game and I think it's cool right now and definitely very topical right now. So I think if it's something that if you're into tactics games, if you're into fantasy games, if you're into the dark crystal at all, definitely check it out. Published by En Mass Entertainment. Yes. And developed by Bonus XP yes. Studios. I did know Bonus XP worked yeah. on it. That's yes. all I had. <laughs> I couldn't remember the publisher on yeah. it. I knew Bonus yeah, XP, yeah. but I was like, I don't know who published it right now off the top of my head. Um, like I said, currently writing the review. For sure. <laughs> but by the time this episode goes up, it everything's up on it. So I'm ha- free to talk about it. So, but yes, definitely check it out if, it, if that's your thing. And, uh, creatures and fantasy are very much my kind of thing so i hopped on it i believe my exact words were when i found out we were getting a code uh hell yes <laughs> language <laughs> so ah yes <laughs> josh was gonna try to close out the podcast before i had the opportunity to tell you what's coming up next i wasn't trying to do it <laughs> so If you're interested in our next bonus episode, that's going to be, in case you're wondering, on Yakuza Kiwami 2, Mm -hmm. which comes out in two weeks as of the posting date of this episode. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this the day it comes out, two weeks from today, you can expect an episode on Yakuza Kiwami 2. Such a good game. Such a good game. If you are listening to this on the day of posting, then in one month, you can expect... An episode, our next proper episode, not our bonus episode, on, drumroll please. Yeah, I'm not going to insert a drumroll. A Link Between Worlds. Oh, I'm so excited. For the Nintendo 3DS. I'm so excited for you to play this good, good game. That's our next episode proper. So if you've never played, if you, if you like me, have never played A Link Between Worlds. I do like you. (laughs) uh, And want to play A Link Between Worlds for the first time, like me, a girl who has only played one other Zelda game. Would you play Skyward Sword? Yes. Yeah. Then you can play it. Before the next episode, which as of the day of posting comes out in one month. Nintendo 3DS. Nintendo 3DS, A Link Between Worlds. Yes. We will be releasing that episode. I am currently, uh, spoiler alert, I'm currently playing it so I can get through it in time for the episode. Yeah. But. um, So good. I won't say anything about it, but I will say that I am playing my first quote unquote proper Zelda (laughs) game since so many people like to dog on Skyward Sword. 
but we'll it get, had its high points. We'll get to that on our link to the or, or link between worlds episode. Oh yeah. Uh, but yes, our next episode that'll be published is going to be a bonus episode on Yakuza Kwami 2. So remember how we did two Yoshi episodes in a row? Yeah, that was nice. I liked that. So, That's all. So look forward to uh, that next bonus episode. And until next time, Josh is going to do the outro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, folks. You, hey, it's me again, Josh. Um, <laughs> At the end of every podcast, no. uh, I come in and I say a few words just to close us out. Um, and and this week, I'd like to... Oh! Interrupt this broadcast to tell you, please review us and rate us on your oh, yeah, listening platform of choice. And please also follow us on Twitter, at Miss Boat, or email us with your next game suggestions we missed the boat biz b-i-z at gmail.com yeah i think we've done every game suggested to us so far right? uh except for one which, which one didn't we do i can't uh, remember we haven't done now. sonic adventure 2 oh that's yeah because we need to get a copy of it yeah yeah, yeah. We and don't technically we haven't done another one but that's not that wasn't emailed to us that was uh that on twitter a, no that's a, a friend conversation oh yeah, that yeah we're yeah. working on yeah uh shout, but, uh, out, yeah. shout out to g you're yeah. gonna be on oh here. yeah we gonna do it, gonna do it. <laughs> but uh but yes please suggest games to us we will we will do the game that you suggest we promise we swear it just email it to us but if you could please 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 rate us and share us with your friends and tell everyone about podcasts so that we can do more cool stuff because we're trying really hard to do some like really cool things but we need your help to be able to do those really cool things that we want to do so yeah, we don't us. we don't spend any money on advertising it's all word of mouth so yes. if you have any friends that uh are into video games at all um or just into cool voices <laughs> like mine and also mine and how's al- that and also want people with one eye like me and majima yeah Anyway, can I do the ending thing? Yeah, now, now you can do it. <laughs> I just realized that I didn't mention the Twitter or the email at all this entire episode. You didn't. So I had to do um, it. You know, I you know, I you know, know I had to do it to I them. know that you had to do it to all of them. <laughs> hey, y'all. Um, hey, me again here. <laughs> so I know we just spoke, but um, I just wanted to come in here and say something. Um, that's politics for you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>